Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the Sour Mash Podcast, or should I say, uh, welcome back. So um, uh, we're back here again. We, we didn't want to deprive you all of our uh, presence too long after the Sour Mash 16, um, but we wanted to uh, kind of change it up a little bit. Before we tell you about that, we're going to go ahead and introduce ourselves. So I'm Dylan. I'm Danielle. And I'm Andy. And we make up the Sour Mash Tours team. So uh, Sour Mash Tours is a walking bourbon tour experience in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, We take folks around different establishments, show them everything uh, they need to know about the bourbon industry. Uh, We have a whole lot of fun, and uh, we drink along with you. So uh, definitely check us out on our website, so www.sourmashtours.com. So uh, yeah, guys. So let's let's get into the 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 meat of everything here. So basically, what we wanted to do with our podcast was um, create a nice um, avenue for folks to learn a little bit about the city of Louisville, learn a little bit about bourbon, uh, get to know us a little bit, and you know, just kind of like like you're just sitting around a table drinking uh, with the, some of your buddies, which is actually what we're doing right now. Yes, we are. So um, we figured it wouldn't be right for us to record a podcast that had a bourbon theme to it if we weren't sitting here sipping on something right now. So um, the uh, the format for the podcast for the foreseeable future is going to be us, um, and we're going to let's, showcase... Let's not make any grand declarations about what our format's going to be. I said like, for this foreseeable future. I don't know like it's going to happen. The next two days. For the next like five that. years. <laughs> we'll have to check with our four fans and see maybe what, uh, what they like That's the, the fans what they want. Yeah, but all I'm saying is that right now, what we're going to do is that we're going to showcase a bourbon that we're actually drinking right now, a Scout's Honor. Um, and uh, talk a little bit about that before we get into just kind of riffing and, and talking about that. And then, um, um, Andy, you want to explain what we have here and then our little wrinkle too? Yeah, so what we're drinking now, we all have a Glencarn glass filled with Wilderness Trail bourbon. And this is a, a new product from Danville, Kentucky. Danville. Danville. There's going to be a lot of that. Especially it's, if we're talking about Danville. It's Danville. Please don't say Danville. <laughs> Nobody from Danville says Danville. You're from Kentucky. You're from Kentucky. Just say it how it's pronounced. All right. The Sour Mesh team's a little on edge today. <laughs> we had some microphone mishaps. Okay, yeah. Uh, the Sour Mash team, a.k.a. Andy, is super on edge because we've tried two microphones. And right now we're staring at my laptop with GarageBand on it. Um but you might actually notice that we sound significantly better than we did when we were doing the Sour Mash 16. That remains to be seen. We haven't listened uh, to this at all yet. The, the test actually <laughs> sounded a lot better. Um, but we're literally in our kitchen, and as you guys might know, exactly where we live, <laughs> uh, in Old Louisville. And we're, we're recording this on GarageBand. So uh, the microphone didn't work out, but check back in a couple of weeks, and maybe we'll be on a brand spanking new microphone recording for and we'll you. all be happy. <laughs> but we're not that sad because today we're sipping on Wilderness Trail bourbon. Yes. And Wilderness Trail is a really cool product that actually I didn't know much about. Dylan and I ran a tour on Oaks Day and finished up at Harvest and decided to reward ourselves with a pour. And Tim, the manager at Harvest, suggested that we try some of this stuff, which I'd never seen. The bottle uh, is, is something that I had never seen on the shelf or anything like that. I didn't know it existed. Um, but it turns out it's a brand new product. It's a four-year-old bottled and bond. 
um, and it's a weeded bourbon. So it, it's unique because Wilderness Trail never sourced anything. So every they've, they've never bottled anybody else's product under their own label. Um, I read a little bit about this earlier, and the owners have a, a totally separate business where they're making distilled spirits and ethanol and, and selling them to other companies. So they didn't need that revenue right away. They were able to let the bourbon sit and wait till it came of age. This comes from a group of three barrels that they distilled and, and put in the barrel four years ago, and this is their first release, and it's a bottled-in bond, so you know it's at least four years old. This is exactly four years old, and it's 100 proof, and again, it's a weeded bourbon, which is a little bit different. A lot of these new craft distilleries aren't really exploring the wheat very much, and this is a, a very, very unique pour. I don't know what you guys think about it, but mm-hmm. it, it's it tastes different to me. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, since it's only four years old, it's a really, really light color, so it's mm-hmm. like this nice, like, honey, honey. Um, color thing, Danielle, right on. Um, uh, and for me, like when I get this nose and like when I taste it, it almost tastes like a, like sweet tea. Like I get a really like herbal flavor with it. Um, it's a really easy sip. Um, it's one of those things where like if you added a, added an ice cube, you could sit and drink this all day and it definitely doesn't feel like it's a a hundred proof bourbon. Yeah. It'd be interesting to taste this next to like, uh, an old Fitz bottled and bond Mm -hmm. RIP. Apparently, it's actually being discontinued this time. Another bottled and bond weeded bourbon, and this is nine days. It's totally different. Not better, not worse. Just a, a much different flavor profile here. So this is good stuff. It's super limited. The back of the bottle says this is number 231 out of 247. So if you're curious about this non-chill filtered weeded bourbon, um, go out and buy some now because it's legit and it might not be around for much longer. So is Wilderness Trail in Danville. This open for tours? Yes, it is. So, it's been open for tours actually since they began distilling back in 2013. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like um, just with the bourbon boom and everything that's been going on with the the industry, all of these little craft distilleries that have been popping up really fast, um, and to have a place that actually didn't source any of their own product uh, before they got started is is pretty impressive. Um, and to have a really good product to put on the shelf right off the bat is cool. Too. It is, and, and they had that luxury. They were also they've got a rum that they make from sorghum. And they also have a vodka oh. that they put out from Wilderness that Trail. It's under under different uh, different labels. Get some of that sorghum. Some I want some of that there sorghum. Danville. Danville. There you go. D- that was hard. Say that again. Danville. <laughs> <laughs> that Ooh, rolls good. right off the top. So there, yeah. So there you go, guys. So, now you now you know what we're sipping along with. So in addition to the Wilderness Trail, we're trying this out. We have one glass that's poured that we're going to be sharing out of, and this is the mystery. I want to say mystery bourbon, but I'll say a mystery product because I don't want to eliminate the opportunity to maybe have some rise or something like that or finished product at a future date. Yeah. Okay. But I know what this is. I poured it. Uh, Danielle and Dylan don't. So they're going to drink it, maybe compare, contrast, maybe comment on whether they like this or not. Mm-hmm. And that's all I can tell you about that mystery pour because I'm definitely not going to have a guess as to what this bourbon actually is. <laughs> to me, it's going to taste like bourbon. Let's just say it's way different. Than the wilderness trip. I can't wait till like we come back to this in like episode two hundred and Danielle's like a hardcore bourbon aficionado. Hardcore alcoholic <laughs> bourbon drinker. This is the beginning of her downward <laughs> spiral. But Wake up in the morning, bourbon, lunch, bourbon. That's the only yeah. way you that's the only way you learn. Living the bourbon so, life. So yeah, so so hopefully you know when you when you listen to this, we'll, we'll update our website, let you know the stuff that we're drinking, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> once you're listening, you can drink along with us and um, um, kind of say maybe what we should be drinking next time for the three people that are listening to us right now. 
So we don't just want to talk about bourbon the whole time. No. Um, we think that that could potentially even get boring. Not that I couldn't talk about bourbon all day, but there's a lot going on in the city of ours. So we want to talk about Louisville, current events, um, happenings, maybe some things that we've done recently, and also just whatever else is on our mind. Yeah. I think that some people have some ideas of some things that they want to talk about today. I know one thing that I want to talk about is how Andy is in the process of saving a tree out in his front yard. It was really impressive. Oh, really? Yeah. You noticed that? I did. No, oh. he, he, had to cl- well, he had to fill up an arbor bag. It okay, was, uh... okay. Story, story goes like this. So we live in an historic preservation district, Old Louisville. It's the largest collection oh, oh, oh. of Victorian it's, homes in the United put States. Put our pinkies in the air, guys. If you haven't visited Louisville... You should visit, and you should visit Old Louisville, because it is an amazing neighborhood. But that being said, we have an amazing, uh, very involved neighborhood council, and they planted a ton of trees this year, one of which went in front of our house. It's been super hot here, um, because we had two days of spring and then intense summer heat, and we noticed that this tree was dying out front. This is just quality programming right now. Okay. <laughs> noticed that the tree was dying in the front of the yard, so we... we We're going to kick off our podcast again. Kick it off with this, uh, with this <laughs> specific story about this tree. Tree talk. With <laughs> tree talk. Um, long story short, uh, a, a friend of ours and also Stephen Peterson, who is also mm-hmm. on the Neighborhood Council, came and brought, back a gate, brought by a gator bag. He even brought it by this morning so as to not, like, waste any time saving this tree. And we're filling it up with a ton of water, and we're going to save this so, tree. So, but, but here's what you didn't see. So the gator bag, <laughs> there's a zipper, and it zips around the base of the tree. And there's about six inches of space between <laughs> the, the bag and the tree trunk on each side. And it just sits on the ground. So I'm, like, trying to fill this up. How, I'm thinking, how can I fill this up? All the water is just falling out of the bottom. It's a totally open bag i'm thinking you're just going to fill it up like a pool around the the bottom of the tree trunk i don't know what so i texted peterson and he's at first he's kind of confused i asked him if i need to like bury the bottom of it to hold the the water in and he's like oh if you move the cardboard thing there's a little slot fill up with water so it turns out it's more like an inner tube or a donut type of thing that fills up all around the tree and it slowly lets the water out. So not only have you learned about a new bourbon you might not have known about, but now you know how to use a bag to save a tree. All right, more, so more appropriately, you know how dumb I am. I didn't figure this out. You had, you had microphones on your mouth. Let's move on. Everybody's like already, they've already tuned out. They're so like, like turn this off. Dylan, um, Dylan did a Hosted an event yeah. on Saturday uh, at Against the Grain. Exciting new partnership with the Louisville City Football Club. So yeah. Dylan, t- tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, so uh, LCFC um, uh, approached us and wanted to find a way for us to all kind of partner together. And we decided that we wanted to reach out to Against the Grain, um, which is the restaurant and brewery that's connected to Slugger Stadium where they play. Um, and for and on Saturday we had our first ever um, LCFC pregame, so beer bourbon in the city. Um, it was really cool. We had um, uh, it's an agreement where we have uh, folks that can buy a ticket to the game. They get a uh, flight of bourbon, so three half ounce pours expertly of, of different curated bourbon. By you. Yep, expertly curated by yeah by by us, um, sour mash tours, and um, then they also get a half pint of uh, against the grains um, brewed bourbon or brewed. Beer. Beer, so. so today, does Against the Grain give you a choice as to what beer you want to drink? Yeah, you can get whatever you want. Nice. So, That's yeah, awesome. we actually had the uh, – 
the the server went through all the different beers that they had and like talked about their notes and things like that. So people got some education on on our on bourbon uh, and also on beer. So yeah, it was cool. So uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Um, in the meantime, that like the the Louisville City soccer team is awesome. Did they, they won on Saturday, right? They won. They won for as a, as a penalty kick in the 90th minute. So really dumb decision on the uh, other team's part. But it's uh, uh, yeah. it's really exciting, you know. Along with LCFC, like they've just been around what a couple years here yeah. in Louisville. This is the third, like third season. season. This is the third yeah. season, and you know we've never had anything like this. And now they're building a, a stadium in Butchertown, which is actually one of the neighborhoods that we do our tours in. It's a really cool tour. It's the Brandy Bourbon and Rye Tour. Um, but the stadium looks amazing. Um, really excited for what it's going to bring to the city. Um, and, I mean, I'm not even a big soccer fan, but those games are really fun. So yeah. Was it a good crowd on Saturday at the game? It was a great crowd. So I think they almost had, almost had 9,000. Really? Wow. Yeah, which was cool. I'm a, I am a, uh, a proud season ticket holder, so I'm trying to get one of those good premium seats when that stadium yeah. opens up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and they're actually, they have a game tomorrow, yeah, which so I'll be going to. The, the game tomorrow, it's the U.S. Open Cup, right? Yeah. Which is crazy to me. I've never heard of this. I'm not a, a soccer aficionado. Mm-hmm. But this is, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the way I understand it is basically anybody can put a team in this tournament. It's everybody. So it's like the, so it's like the professional divisions, all their different teams. So it's like the MLS, which is the highest division, also, and then the USL, which is what Louisville City's in, and then the, the people that are below that as well. So, I mean, yeah, it's just all these different teams that are playing uh, against each other to the point where, like, if Louisville City keeps winning, they'll play an MLS team. But even below that, from what I understand, there's, like, uh, like beer league teams I mean, that play in it. I don't know if, like, me and you could, like, get a team together we'll and say, like, let's go, let's go play time. these professionals. I think it's too late for our entry this year. Yeah, maybe, but, uh, maybe the 2019 uh, Sour Mash Tours Football Club. <laughs> be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. <laughs> Don't include me. So that's tomorrow. Not Is that the second? That's the second round. That's the second round of that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, and that's actually at U of L's. That's at campus, right? Yeah. So that's at Lynn Stadium. So they they haven't been able to play there for the past couple of years. So it's cool to have them actually in a a soccer specific stadium instead of on a, a baseball field. It's yeah. kind of cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so look us up. We'll, we'll definitely so be running some more of these events with LCFC um, for future games. I'm going to take this in a different direction, but this weekend, as you guys might know, I'm sure that all everybody who's listening to this, your interests overlap with this specifically. The royal wedding went down Saturday morning, Saturday night, really middle of the night for us. Um, I was super jazzed about it. I was actually camping. I didn't get to watch it in real time, Oops. but... Um, I was, I'm obsessed with it. Andy, I don't think really cares at all, but Dylan, you and I. Now, you say that it's not related to soccer, but Bex was well, totally there. He was totally there. He, he was looked, there. He looked good. He looked real good. He looked solid. Had his tails going. Oh. Although, uh, Victoria was kind of dressed like uh, she was going to a funeral, which was a little off-putting. She, she was a little bit. I thought she looked great. It's just, you know, no smiles from... from from Posh. And no smiles from anybody, really. It's just no. one of those things. It's like, I think, like, I wonder if the queen had her, like, drinks that she reportedly has every day, like, before or after the wedding. Oh, so I feel I like know. she'd be, like, a little bit more, like, loose and free-flowing. I thought, it, I, thought it lo- I thought everybody looked super happy, especially Harry and Meghan. Oh, great. I 
I'm super into this. Um, and nobody wants to talk about like what everyone was wearing, so we're gonna we're gonna move past that. But I thought it was amazing. Also, the choir. Yeah. Amazing. Bring yeah, bring a it little was, bit, of, bring a little bit of soul, and a little bit of a, it was a little bit of America. It, it, yeah, it was definitely a different type of uh, royal wedding. I just really wish that I was at the re- her, uh, reception because. Idris Elba was on the ones and twos, guys. On a what? Yes. I did not know this. He got up and DJed for a little bit. Clooney, <clears throat> our man Clooney was dancing with um, all the queens, all the princesses. I mean, so- all the queens. There's only one. All, all the royals. RuPaul's, RuPaul's the great. <laughs> 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 like two. Yes, please. And it just sounded like it was a really good time. I just, I've, I've watched the wedding. I've streamed the wedding. I have read everything about. I had no idea that you were married, and I had no idea that you cared about <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to, like, go on and on and on about it, you know, but, I mean, I'm, I was, I'm invested in this wedding. Is it, it, is it safe to say that, that the royal wedding may have been the blackest thing that's ever happened in England? Potentially. <laughs> I mean, the choir and the, uh, the pastor. And Idris Elba being the, being the DJ? Well, he DJed for a hot sec. But that... But he was there. Well, I, that's the real reason that I'm upset I wasn't there. Idris <laughs> was there. I mean, um, anyway. You're upset you weren't there. Like, if we weren't camping, <laughs> we would have been, we been there. No, I wouldn't have been there. I'm just saying. Look, Andy likes to make fun. Ha ha he he. It was a very, very cool uh, event. Listen, Andy, it was worth it. I was up at 7 to watch the Royal Wedding. Not and that's because Kate not by my yeah. it. it wasn't my girlfriend made me get up to watch it. But you know what? But I'm glad that it. I did. You I'm glad it. I did. People throw around the phrase pretty willy nilly. Couldn't care less. <laughs> but I you really could. Literally could not care less. Andy, Andy, wedding. these are these. Are, this is royalty. <laughs> these are people that have absolutely no political power and serve no purpose. In the entire establishment of England. Hey, I'm, I'm, but I'm they're important. On, damn I'm it, on it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I think the reason I just, that I just don't see the appeal. I, don't I was know. just, you know, I'm just, I was just into it. I think mainly because Harry and Meghan seem like such a good match, but also like we won't get deep into this, but the state of affairs in the United States it can just be kind of like a drag, and then you see this going on, and it just seems like so happy and such a such a, a great day for everybody and I just kind of you know you're just into that you're like okay this is like a really positive good day for everybody I want to like immerse myself in that because I just don't think that I have felt that way about our own and no one in America's felt that way about England since 1776 there you go when we decided to start our own path and we said we don't need this royalty anymore uh, you know, uh, moving on from royalty, though, we're sitting here drinking today, which wouldn't have been possible um, on a day like today in the past because it was election day. Primary day it wasn't primary election day. day. It was it, it was for the uh, the the May primaries. It Only for the primaries. Yeah, just for the primaries. Actually, no. Well, there's some Why wouldn't it be for election day? There's some local elections, but there was a primary for the mayor, so it was election day. Yeah. But one thing. That, to Danielle's point, a few years ago, you wouldn't have been able to uh, to go grab a drink anywhere. That was a, one of those old, archaic laws on the books. Uh, in, in Kentucky, it was like uh, how you couldn't put a, an ice cream cone in your back pocket. Right. Because that was to, cause that was <laughs> to steal somebody. You'd steal somebody's nice fucking horse. Yeah. So you can't do that. So back in the day, 
they used to say like, oh, it's election day. Everybody come out and vote. And I'm going to stand next to my barrel of whiskey and I'm going to say, I'm going to give you a drink if you vote for me. And I'm going to get you schnockered. And then all of a sudden you're going to go, you're going to go cast your vote and you're going to vote for me and I'm going to win. Because the other guy, he's a, I don't know. Right. He, like he doesn't drink. So he's not cool. He's not down. Right. I always thought it was... So your judgment wasn't cloudy when you went to the, the ballot box. <laughs> so it's just purely moral. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you, if the thought is like, you know, if I go to lunch and I have a couple of martinis or something like that, and I go to the church and, and can't find where the entrance is to the voting place and show up in there and I got a little bit of a buzz, maybe I would vote for somebody that a clear, clear-headed clear Andy wouldn't have voted for. Well, it didn't take a buzz for me today to actually have that exact situation. You were drunk? No. <laughs> I, my voting place was a church. I go to the church. I'm looking at the church. There's no signage. There are no people outside. I see who I think might be a homeless man sitting on the steps and in a moment of desperation wanting to exercise my right to vote. I was like, hey, do you know where people are supposed to vote? He's like, go through the alley. And I'm like, oh. Oh. I finally found it, but it took me about 15 minutes, no joke. Was it through the alley? Yes. Oh. Through the alley and and through the woods to to vote. And uh, yeah, I I did. I did vote today, but it was uh, very hard to find my polling place. So I'm, in the spirit of keeping this apolitical, I'm actually a registered independent. Oh, good for you. Good for me, except when you go to vote in the primaries and you don't have any options. <laughs> my, my ballot was literally the elections for the, the judges. So right. I had to pick four judges. Yeah. Which, um, are, which arguably are the most important. Yeah, which I'm arguably super informed about, about all the judges <laughs> that are going on here. Well, I mean, we, we did, we talked, we, we've talked to some people, and then I've done some research. I mean, I definitely feel like in the past I've just gone to vote, and I'm like, meh, whatever, this name sounds fine, what, you know, this is a woman, I'm going to vote for that. You know, I mean, everybody is guilty, I think, of doing that. Did you just call yourself a sexist? Did you um, just say you voted for people because they're women? Because I'm just, uninf- I was just uninformed, especially for like, I mean, I'm just being honest here. I, don't, I think we can all be honest. I mean, I don't think that everybody's gone to vote in, especially like a local primary, and known everything about every candidate. Right. Am I so, right? So voting, in essence, but, is kind but of this like, year, I really did. I, I did a lot of research, and I feel like oh. I, I like made my my choices based on that. Good, nice. So well I'm just being honest. With, I'm being honest with our listeners, all two of you, that <laughs> that in the past I have totally done that, but this year I didn't. Um, I just feel like I really want to be like informed, as informed as I can be. Um, one of the, you know, even one of the mayoral uh, candidates did like an AMA on Reddit, and you can read through into Ooh, that entire thing. Edgy. So Who was edgy it? redditor? Well, not Ryan Finwick. Did they ask him the the thousand ducks or the giant or the no. thousands? What's the what's the? Question? Would you rather Would you rather um, fight a thousand duck sized horses mm-hmm. or a thousand horses? Size ducks. Or no, one duck sized horse. Or one duck sized horse. Horse sized horse duck. Horse sized duck. Has, right, right, right. And, uh, oh. No, they, they did not ask that, but let's talk about that. Oh, no. Hold on. That's a that's a quandary. That's tough. It, it's. Is it a thousand or a hundred? I don't think I could fight a thousand. Okay, let's say it's a hundred. Okay, would you rather Ooh. would you rather fight a hundred? That's easy. Duck sized horses or one horse sized duck? I would say the horse sized duck. Because a thousand or a hundred duck-sized horses still got those teeth. That's rough. That's a lot of biting. You're thinking about the horse's teeth? 
And the hooves, that's still, like, have you ever seen a duck? They're not small. Yeah, but think about it. If, if you pick <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the duck size of horses. I'm, I'm with the I don't want to fight, I don't want to fight that big ass duck. I don't duck. think that you should, I don't think you should underestimate the, the giant duck either. <laughs> because, think about it, like, you take, you take a duck, it's probably what, one, I don't know, 50th the size of a horse. Mm-hmm. Give or take. Mm. Maybe 120th. So what you're telling me... <laughs> I think no, 50th is... If you say 150th, then you are telling me that 100 of those is two full-size horses. <laughs> so, I would just jump... So that's technically... I would just jump on like a tall surface and just be like... Yeah, just be on the room or something. Yeah, I'm just, just like, I'm moving on with my that, life. That dog's going to have a big reach with its beak, man. It can but come down and no, pick you up. It's going to have the teeth. It's going to crush you with its uh, big feet. Yeah. But the web... That's... That's fine. What, what's your weapon? What are you going to use to fight that big horse? Or big duck? Big duck? I don't know. Would you rather fight a one horse-sized horse? Size horse? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fighting. Or a million duck-sized ducks? And we've officially fallen off the rails in our first ever podcast. What do, you guys think, what do you guys think about the mystery bourbon? All right. So, um, <laughs> we've got to move on from this, you guys. Um, it's, what do we do? I don't know. This is awesome. <laughs> I it's think kind of thick. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's obviously you guys are expecting that kind of comment from me, but like, really though, kind of mapley. Actually, I actually like it. Maybe it's like off the tails of like just having had a glass of bourbon, but yeah. you don't like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do like it. And I'm trying to figure out what it is, and I feel like it's I a know. Curveball. It's a curve, yeah. If you know, I'll be extremely impressed. That, um, it tastes finished to me. Sounds like it's it's got like a, um, was that a rum cask? Or? It is finished. It is finished. I know it's front. finished. Um, crap. I don't know what it is, but I know it's a finished product. It's not that yeah. Colonel Pepper, is it? No. Ah. I don't have any of that. Yeah. It's Jefferson's not Ocean. It is a rye, though. Mm. So it's a finished dry. So you're 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 on the the same close. You're close. Jefferson's Ocean is isn't a finished product. Even the port one. Yeah, the port one. The what? And port barrels. Jefferson does have some port barrels. Port barrel finishes. This isn't Angel's dry, is it? No. Okay. It's not. It's not. It's not. I feel like that rye is yeah, sweeter. I I mean I'm. I'm, when I guess a bourbon, you guys, I'm just throwing out a word. I just don't, I do not know <laughs> what this is. So this is, we'll go ahead and, and reveal. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a Michter's toasted rye. Ooh. So it's what a, is a toasted rye? It's a rye finished in a, a second barrel that's not quite charred. So mm-hmm. bourbon and rye is typically aged in charred oak barrels. Mm-hmm. A toasted barrel is right is not quite charred yeah right i mean I, yeah so it, um, it imparts a little bit different flavor on the end and i think this is one of my the, my favorite products that i've tried in the past year that's really great yeah. um and yeah i think it is it's a, um, it's a limited edition it's it's a, a barrel proof it's the bottles in the room i don't know exactly what it is. there you go a little kentucky chew on the, on the podcast i'm chewing it come on the tour you'll see what the kentucky chew is yes you will so do we have anything else we want to talk to these people about? I mean, I don't know. We these talk- people. Don't you talk to our, talk about <laughs> our talk listeners, to our listeners like, that. like that? Come on. Uh, these these fine that. folks. Dylan, do you watch the show Barry on HBO? 
I haven't seen it, but I wanted to. So it's it's really good. It starts off a little bit slow, but then then kind of picks up at the end. But in the very last episode, they're they're planning this. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa! Well, spoilers, by the way. Spoilers. spoilers. They're playing this two two person comedy show, and they talk about how they're going to switch roles every night. Mm-hmm. So people that they come and listen to it, they come and see it on multiple nights. Well, it'll be mixed up, and somebody's like, "You really expect people to come to watch this play twice?" <laughs> That's how I feel like right now we're referring to previous episodes of our podcast and stuff. Hopefully people are listening to more than one of these podcasts. I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, I think we're wildly entertaining. <laughs> to ourselves, we to are ourselves. definitely. We're wildly entertaining. I mean, I think we might have something with that horse-sized duck, duck-sized horse thing. If we kind of just a, go with that's it. That's a classic Reddit question, and I don't, I don't know if that was asked um, to Ryan Fenwick, but I did enjoy the AMA. Um, it's, it's, Anytime there's an AMA, there's always someone, typically, who will ask that question. It's a tough question, as we just spent 10 minutes debating it. But I personally um, want to talk a little bit about Sour Mash. So we've, we've mentioned in the past three episodes, and actually today, about our tour, but it can be a little bit ambiguous, and I feel like um, it might be good to just clarify a little bit. So here in Kentucky... Uh, distilleries are huge. The bourbon trail is huge. We're in the we're in the heart of bourbon country, or we're at least in the, on the urban bourbon trail. And uh, there are a ton of bourbon experiences that you can that you can do. Uh, the probably the most popular one is to do something like uh, Mint Julep Tours is great, and there are other companies that do this as well. You can take a, a van or a bus or a limo or what have you, and you can go to these amazing distilleries that are legitimately some nestled in the middle of nowhere in the most beautiful country, and they're making amazing bourbon. Um, but what we do is a little bit different. It's a more urban experience, and we've, we've said a lot, you know, our buzzwords are guided walking bourbon tasting tour. Uh, but what that is is we, we give you what we think is one of the best parts of the distillery, which is the tasting. At the end of this distillery tour, you're always going to have a tasting, and we're going to give that to you hit you three times, boom, with a tasting, three pours of bourbon, and you're getting a guided tasting at each stop. That's our uh, flagship Sour Match tour that we do in Nulu, short for New Louisville, and it's a a, a, um, neighborhood right next to downtown, very hip, very cool, and and that's what we're referring to a lot whenever we talk about our Sour Match tour. A lot of people may not know that. If you're not following along, you're not a super fan. You should be, (laughs) but those of you who aren't, you may not know that's what we do. But we also do a ton of other experiences, just like the LCFC experience that we just talked about. We'll take you to Flying Axes, which is a cool axe-throwing facility uh, here in town. You can throw axes before you drink the bourbon. You can't do it. You can't drink the bourbon first. That's we tried to negotiate it differently. Huge but they stipulation. Just want to have it. We we do not want someone to uh, get hurt at Flying Axes, uh, but that's a super cool place. Um, and we have uh, we have other experiences too: happy hours, mini tours. Corporate events, bachelor parties. Yeah, basically, the list goes on and on. Basically, what Daniel's trying to say is like, if you want to come drink with us, we will make it happen. We will make it happen, and it's awesome. So I'm not a tour guide. I'm a tour guide in training, is what I like to say. But these two guys that I'm with here right now are true bourbon nerds, and I mean that in a really loving way. They <laughs> know tons about bourbon. They're super, um, super passionate about bourbon. The city of Louisville, the bars that we partner with are awesome. Our experience is really cool, um, and it's starting to get really warm outside. If you're local, even if you're not local, you're going to visit. Visit us at SourMashTours.com. Shoot us an email, info at SourMashTours.com. We would be happy to set you up with an experience. It's been super fun so far in the past year, taking groups, so many different groups, so many different types of people around and showing them a little bit about our city, but 
giving them a little more information about the bars we're in, the bourbon that we're drinking, and the history of bourbon in general. I think it's super fun, but obviously I'm biased. I own the company, so I really think that um, it's a really fun experience. So I just want to clarify for our, our listeners that that is what we're talking about when we talk about a sour mash tour. All right, I and think that that's, was a, a that's a good place to sign off. Yeah. Um, so we're going to try to do this every couple of weeks. We're going to have some exciting guests come and join us. We don't know who those guests are, but to come talk about uh, bourbon, drink with us, talk about the city of Louisville, and uh, just whatever's on their mind. Maybe you some, know, maybe some horse fights. Watering trees, maybe where you voted. Exciting stuff like that. The royal like wedding. That. The royal just wedding. We recap it all. Yeah. All right. Um, so. I think we're going to sign off. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will talk to you soon. See you next time, guys. Cheers. Cheers.